Hi everyone and welcome to Reflective Thoughts. Uh, I'm going to be looking at the next installment of Colossians chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verses 12 to 14. Verses 12 to 14. It says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So as I look at these two verses, there are seven points or seven things that really sort of stood out to me. I'm not going to make this a message as such, but more of a reflection and a bit of a thought process after the initial reflection. So, reflection number one, or point number one, was that the Father qualifies us. If God qualifies us, then there must be a way to be disqualified. That was thought number one. Thought number two... The Father chooses us. Christians are chosen by God to be his holy people before the creation of the world. God chooses us to be his holy people. Thought three was this qualification into the kingdom of light is for all people, not just the Jewish nation of Israel. There is a broader thought to go with that, and it goes like this. No matter what sin you have committed, God is willing and able to forgive your sin upon confession and repentance of your sin. You might feel guilty or really, really bad about your sin, and Satan can make you feel like saying something like this. Why bother confessing my sin or even giving my life to Christ? My sin is so bad that God could not possibly forgive me. This is a lie of the enemy. There is no sin too big, no mistake so bad that God cannot save, forgive and rescue you from. That's really important. There is nothing that you have done or will do in the future that God cannot forgive you from. There is only one unforgivable sin and that is not turning to Christ and accepting him as your Lord and Savior. It's really something to think about, isn't it? There is nothing so bad that you have done that God cannot forgive you for. And I think Paul is an excellent example of that. Before he was a Christian, he was persecuting Christians, killing them, beating them, stoning them, giving the orders, pursuing them zealously in the name of his religion, only to later realize that he was in the wrong. And, of course, he meets Jesus on the road to Damascus and totally turns his life upside down. If Paul can be forgiven for killing Christians, then so can you.
so can I. There's nothing that is so bad that cannot be forgiven. And that really should encourage us, I hope. And it encourages me because sometimes I can feel very, very uh, guilty about my sin. I feel so bad that, you know, in my early Christian life, that is, I felt so bad that there was no point in confessing my sin because I felt that God couldn't possibly forgive me for it. But that's a lie. God can forgive us for any sin, past, present, future. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He knows us intimately from the inside out. Nothing is impossible with God. Point number four um, was there is no middle ground. That is to say that you are either saved or you're not saved. And that's really important. There's no middle ground. There's no gray area in that respect. You are either saved or you are not. You're a Christian or you're not. Um, we should be careful to note, too, with this point, uh, that there is a not yet aspect to the kingdom of God. So if you're a Christian, you've been saved, you are granted access into the kingdom of God, but there is a not yet aspect that we are waiting for. We are not yet perfect. We're waiting to be made fully perfect with no sin even possible in heaven. Yes, uh, here on earth, you know, Christians submit themselves to Christ but there is a future inheritance in heaven and a full and complete entrance into the kingdom. Uh, another example might be, whilst there may be some kind of reward in this life for walking in obedience to Christ, there are future rewards in heaven. There is a not yet aspect that we look forward to. Full fellowship with Jesus Christ. Number five uh, was the point that we are transferred from darkness to light. And the thought that sort of went with this was, this must mean then that once we are born, that's physically born, we are born with a sinful nature that is hostile to God. We are hostile to God until we are transferred into the kingdom of light. It's the process of redemption, which we'll touch on in a little bit. Part six, or point six, was, uh, remember, if you are a Christian, then you are part of the kingdom of heaven. You are part of God's kingdom. So what does this mean exactly? I've come up with some ideas on different aspects of what it means to be a Christian, what it means to belong to the kingdom of light, the kingdom of heaven, however you want to phrase it, we are children of God if we have put our faith in Christ. So if you're a Christian, this means that we should not be living for ourselves, but living for Jesus. This means actively living out a life of holiness. It means sharing the message of salvation with non-believers 
and it means that Christ is king of our lives and we are not. We submit then to the lordship of Christ and obedience then is not optional. We are to walk in obedience. Once we are saved, if God tells us to do something, then we should do it. Whether we like it or not, we need to say no to self and yes to God. Again, there will be times where we fail, but God is so merciful that he promises to forgive our sins if we confess and turn from them. Uh, point number seven was uh, sort of the last point, basic point, and that is one, again, of redemption. Uh, it goes, the last point then would be that apart from Jesus, we cannot be saved. Only through Jesus paying the penalty of sin once for all can we possibly have forgiveness. No good deeds will get you into heaven. There is nothing that you can do that will get you into heaven. And just on that point, it, you cannot uh, enter heaven on your own merit plus Christ. It is Christ and Christ alone who saves. It is not Christ plus your good deeds, which is a lot of the mistakes that, or bad theology that was floating around in Paul's day, was asceticism plus Christ, or Christ plus the law. Uh, of course, this is wrong. It's only Christ and Christ alone that saves. So no good deeds will get you into heaven. Only Christ being accepted as your Lord and Savior can get you into heaven. Christ is the only way. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. It cost Jesus everything so that you could be redeemed. And this should produce a regular burst of praise for the redeeming work of Christ. Our sins have been forgiven once and for all. If we confess them and there's genuine repentance, then we can accept by faith that our sins will be forgiven just as Scripture says. Genuine repentance means more than just feeling sorry for your sins. And that's important. It's more than just feeling sorry for your sins. It also involves taking action to turn from them. Victory can be achieved through the strength that Christ provides through the Holy Spirit. So can I encourage you today, if you are listening to this podcast, number one, to not be afraid to go to God in prayer and confess your sin because once you do that God is faithful and just and promises to forgive our sins number two if you are not saved if you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior can I encourage you to uh, to turn to Christ to give your life to him Confess your sin, apologize, repent, and believe the good news that Jesus Christ died on the cross 
to pay the penalty for your sin and three days later rose again. Christ has paid the price once for all, past, present, and future. I pray that God will give you someone to talk to if, if you're not saved, that God will put people in your path to further explore what it means to be a Christian. And I pray that if you are a Christian, you would encourage one another of these basic truths that our sin is forgiven once and for all, that you know what it means to be a Christian to be encouraged to share the good news of Jesus Christ. You never know who might be listening, who this might impact. There is a future inheritance in the kingdom of heaven the father has chosen us before the creation of the world to be his people and that is something to be truly thankful for thank you for listening